The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Game of Thrones internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, May 12, 2016, and I am Priscilla of House Martell and commander of this particular Night's Watch. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit HBO series, Game of Thrones. Please welcome my co-hosts. Fire and Blood, it's Evelyn of House Targaryen. Hey guys, sorry if I sound like a man today because I'm sick. <laughs> Winter is coming. It's Brittany of House Dark. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the throne room. Okay, I don't She's know. She's the don't one that's sick. I'm the one that tries. Oh my god, no. <laughs> and Valar Margulis, it's Lara of House of Black and White. Hello, everybody. So now that we've gotten introductions settled, let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 1, titled Oathbreaker, and aired May 8, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Jon Snow reveals himself to the wildlings and executes Alistair Thorne, Ollie and the other officers involved in his assassination for treason. He leaves Castle Black, leaving Ed in charge of the Night's Watch. On a boat on their way to Old Town, Sam states his intent to leave Gilly and her baby with his family at Horn Hill while he trains to be a maester. In a vision, Bran sees his father and Lord Howland Reed kill Sir Arthur Dane at the house at the Tower of Joy in Dorne. In Vice Dothrak, Daenerys is brought before the Dosh Kalin. Varys discovers the masters of Astapor, Yunkai, and Volantis have been financing the Sons of the Harpy. In King's Landing, Tommen converses with the High Sparrow while Jamie and Cersei interrupt a small council meeting, only to be shunned by Lord Kevin and the Tyrells. Arya trains rigorously with the waif and her sight is returned once she has accepted herself as no one. Lord Umber asks Ramsay for help in protecting the North from the Wildlings, bringing Rickon Stark and Osha as a gift. As for the ratings, TV by the Numbers gave the show 7.281 million viewers and a 3.7 in the ratings, so it held steady from last week, which is pretty good. 
But um, I gave the synopsis, but what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? Let's start off with Brittany. All right, so I feel like I'm just biased because it can be a crappy episode and I'll still like be like, oh my God, it was amazing. And then you have to rewatch it and then you're like, okay, maybe it wasn't or maybe it was like, you know, to confirm. But overall, I really liked the episode. Uh, it wasn't, it didn't have that exciting cliffhanger, but I'm okay with it. You know, like I, I'm totally okay. We we now kind of see where everyone is going, and thank God Arya's uh, storyline is moving forward because I did not want to see a fourth episode of Arya, you know, so blind and taking a beating. I was so impressed with her this episode, but overall, really good, solid episode. Evelyn, what did you think? I thought it was a pretty good episode, and you know, like there's certain parts. That, like, they didn't leave you on a cliffhanger. They completely, you know, explained what was happening in that arc of the story for the moment. And there's others that left you on a cliffhanger. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, why can't we just see what's going to happen, like, now? I hate having to wait every week. Like, what's going to happen? What, you know, what's going to go on in, in, with um, with this storyline, particularly um, Bran? I knew you were gonna say Bran. <laughs> oh wow! I thought you was gonna. I thought you were gonna go for Ramsey. Well, Ramsey. No. Everyone knows I love Ramsey, but I mean that's also another one. It's like, wow, what is this guy gonna do now? But you never know what he's gonna do, as opposed to Bran, where like he wasn't even there for a season, and I don't think people really missed him all that much. He's just up in the mountain or whatever with three eyed Raven, <laughs> <laughs> the tree man. But yeah. I. I loved that. I, I loved the the fight scene that we had, and I felt like it left it it left in the cliffhanger that we expected. Like I was remembering that the Night's Watch says like up until death, and then now my watch has ended. So he's already died, and I was wondering whether he was going to keep up his like his oath. And when I saw that the title of the episode was Oathbreaker, I was like, oh, he, he's. He's, he's not going to stay in the Night's Watch. I was waiting for that moment. But, Laura, what did you think of the episode? Jon Snow is my man, so I was pretty excited to see him in action. Finally, when he revived it, I was like, yes, because he left the Night Watch. To me, him being in the Night Watch is pretty much restrictive, you know? It's like chains to him. Now we want, we finally going to see him do more stuff. And Arya, well, I'm excited because I'm a huge fan of Arya, so I want to see her, like, developing the character more. I want to see her doing assassin tasks. I think it's going to be awesome. The only thing that surprised me was the small brother of the Starks, that he ended up with Ramsey. Poor kid and poor woman. That's the only thing that pretty much took me off guard from the episode. I liked it, though. It was a pretty good episode. Um, the RPs and all the stuff, I was like, uh, it was okay. Like It was good to know, but it wasn't a big excitement. It's sad that on this episode, like Tyron was like, whatever. You know? Yeah. And about the Lannisters, I'm like, eh. The only one I like is Jamie, and it was an okay episode, but it wasn't that great. Like, it was like, eh. But at least from the side of the North, it was awesome. I love the episode. I rewatched the, like, all the seasons. I have no idea. I was bored. And I remember Osha saying that, like, uh, we're going to go with the Car Starks. They're loyal to the Starks. And I was just kind of like, where have I heard that before? Oh, shit, it's that fucker. Like, they're, they're, they're going to get caught. Like, just there's just bad stuff around. So when he was caught, like, I didn't expect it to be so soon. 
but like it, it made sense to me. Like on rewatch, there's little sentences that people say that like just like you brush you brush off, but they turn out to be really Im- important. So uh, yeah, I've been watching so, it with my sister. Like I got her into Game of Thrones, and like the first episode, she's like, "Oh my god, this show's so good!" And she got hooked, and we binge watched. Uh, season one in one night because that's how much she really just got into it and like you hear little things and it's like oh my god that makes so much sense now and like there's an episode called Oathkeeper and now here's an episode called Oathbreaker they're really really good with the continuity just across all the seasons I Mm -hmm. I think mostly what it is is that because uh you know, if you read the books and you watch the show, I think you're pretty solid. You're pretty good to go. But if you're just a casual viewer, you won't pay attention to the names that people are saying or associated with. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, for, like, what, two seasons, I didn't know who the fuck Ruse Bolton was. Like, I was, I, I don't, I saw him. He was there. But I didn't know who, who he was. And then he became, I, he, he became, he was like a regular in season four and five and i was like oh that's him oh you must oh you know like it just came to me so yeah and car stark i remember hearing that too and i was like oh you motherfuckers and yeah yeah i got it so okay just pay attention more is what we're saying Mm -hmm. so before we get into a thorough recap here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives and search for The Throne Room through iTunes and hit that subscribe button. Okay, so we're going to start off where the episode starts off, which is Castle Black. And there we have Jon Snow kind of like being, what what the fuck, where am I? Like, what, what is going on here? And Davos Seaworth kind of gives him a pep talk. And uh, one of the things is like, you failed and you felt good. Now go fail again. And Jon Snow goes out to meet the wildlings. And only Tormund sim- seems to think that he's not a god. And Dolores Ed gives him a hug. And later on in the episode, uh, Jon Snow meets and hangs the four people who killed him. Among them, Alistair Thorne and Ollie. And afterwards, he gives up the mantle of the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch to Ed, saying, And now my watch is ended. I feel so bad for Dolores Ed, because he's... Like, he doesn't seem leadership material. He seems, like, just really happy that John is back and willing to follow him, which is way different than how he was season one. Like, and to, to like, be given the mantle of, like, Commander of the Night's Watch, he's just kind of like, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't know. And this was also one of, like, my favorite lines, just, like, Tormund, like, just kind of like, what kind of god would have a pecker that small? I fucking laughed my I wish I could have paused. I was watching it live, so I couldn't pause, but that was, that was awesome. But what did you think, Brittany? Okay, so I, I think this, as much as they gave us the cliffhanger, and then we're like, oh, shit, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen? We talked about last week how... 
we were going to decide, or it was going to be decided that if Jon Snow killed... Uh, well, oh, shit, you, you, didn't want, you didn't go over that yet. But can I talk about that or no? Oh, yeah, no. I, bitched, I mentioned... We're just getting rid of all the North? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that if Jon Snow was going to kill the people that betrayed him, it was going to be the start of, like, a new Jon Snow. And not so much, like, brand new, oh, my God, we don't recognize him. More like, I'm Jon... Jon, I'm going to get shit done, Snow. You know, like, he's not going to hesitate. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to be old Jon Snow. And I think uh, that, I don't think we're getting any consequences with him. I think from what we got, um, we're getting a good Jon Snow. We're going to get Jon Snow doing shit. But I'm also kind of like, okay, he's leaving the Night's Watch, but what's going to happen now? What is his purpose now? You know, I'm, I, out of all the storylines, I am so excited for Jon. Like, I, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure his posse is probably going to be Melisandre and Sir Davos. And uh, him executing the the guys that betrayed him, awesome. And God, I, why, why is it when, when they're killing the people I hate, why am I getting enjoyment of kids dying? Because it was Joffrey and now it's Ollie. Why am I enjoying children dying? I don't know. I also said what? I laughed. And I was like, yes. And like, I remember like my boyfriend, Rod, just turns on and looks at me. And he's like, you're enjoying this way too much as a kid. I'm like, that's a little bastard. Like, whatever. Bye, and, Ali. And see, oh, my God. So now I don't feel guilty because I felt exactly like you guys. I was like, fuck the little bitch. I'm so glad he's dead. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. He's a kid. And like, but he was a little asshole. Hey, who gives a fuck? It's a show. Die, little kid. I was yeah. mad. You know, and they didn't even they didn't even try to make us feel bad for him at all or Make us feel like, oh no, John, you know, kill everyone else, but spare him. Like, they didn't even give us that. And I think I said something about that last week where when we hate somebody and they're about to die, they make them do, like, the most despicable, detestable things to make us be like, you know what, fuck you, you need to die. Just like Joffrey's death was, he was at his absolute worst, and then he died. Like, you know, you get a jo- uh, you get enjoyment out of it. So Ollie... What's the one thing we've been saying the past two episodes? Every time they put the screen on him, he has like that smug little Ollie face. And we're like, you know, I just want you to die. And in that entire scene, he was just giving John the stink eye. Like he just, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this kid, but he was just like, I hate you. Like, or yeah. how many times do I have to kill you face? Like, you know, that type of thing. And then when he died, I was like, but you know, the, 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 then kind of waiting his- for him. No, he's just kind of like, Jon Snow is waiting on him for to say something, yeah. to like, be nice, and Ollie just kind of gives him bitch face, and this time like, no, I- I'm not giving you shit. And yeah, in a see- way that's kind of a baller way to die, like, to not say anything, but like, in another, like, fuck you, like, he, he, was, so, he was so nice to you, what, it, like, why? Why, He treated him like a little brother, he, he, he honestly did, and I feel like if Ollie had said something... I think that would have determined if we still had some of the old John versus the new John. Like, maybe... Like, here he was already hesitating and Ollie didn't even say anything. But Ollie's silence, I think, was enough for, for John to be like, Okay, I'm done. You're not, you're not going to beg. I'm not going to give it to you. But I don't know. It's hard to hard to say that even if Ollie did beg him, if he would have still done it. You know? But I, I don't know. But either way, I think them lingering the the screen on the dead Ollie, like, that was some scary shit. I was like, ooh, that looked kind of... That was, that, was, that was metal, but also a little disturbing, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, probably, 
But props to John, you know, he did his his last thing as Lord Commander was executing four people. <laughs> Fucking metal. John Metal Snow. Like <laughs> making did anybody actually show the finger to Ollie? Because I did when he was there. I was like, take that bitch and I show the middle finger. <laughs> Sorry, I totally just was... that I hated that kid. I was clapping. Like a bitch, die like a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was clapping. Like, when something really great happens in the show, I fucking, I clap or I'm yelling or, you know. The, I think this show is like the only one that can make me do that sometimes. So, I appreciated that. Another I was satisfying kind of like, is avenged. Yes. Like, I fucking love the great <laughs> Oh, when he oh, shot okay. her. Also, oh, with that one, though, I feel like that was, like, okay, because she killed his dad. So that kind of felt like an even revenge. But I know how you feel. Yeah, Ygritte was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. bad, though, because even at the very end, Alistair Thorne leaves with, like, truth that nobody, not, like, that you don't really want to hear. Where he's just kind of like, I fought, I lost, now I rest. But you, Lord Snow, you'll be fighting their battles forever. It, he's it, like... He he finds a way to make rebirth a bad thing, <laughs> and I death like the good thing. I think one of the things to highlight in the entire uh, in the scenes of the North is when uh, when Sir Davos is talking to to John, and this is not the first time we've heard this. But when they when Milsa or no, I'm sorry, Milisandre, when she's talking to John, and she's like, "Well, what did you see?" and he says nothing, and I think that's what highlights the the importance of him executing the four of them because. He's literally sending them into nothingness. Like they're like how how Alistair was like, I, and now I find peace. It's like, do you really? If there's really nothing on the other side when you die, you know, like they, they try to they they make that as bleak as possible because we heard it too in season two or season three with that guy that kept getting resurrected, and Melisandre mm-hmm. asked him too, "What do you see?" And he says nothing. And I'm like, damn, now John really knows nothing because he saw nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was dick. <laughs> so you so I'm wondering if that's like that's like that is a punishment that John was giving them ultimately that I'm gonna kill you and you're honestly nothing's gonna happen after that. Like that's it. So it's another sort of punishment that only he knows. But I'm also wondering if if the people that are brought back to life are meant to come back, maybe they're meant to not see anything and then come back. And then when they really die, die, maybe they see something. I don't know. It's hard to say, I know, but... I know yeah. in the book, Jon Snow's m- mom, and I'm putting in, putting it in quotations, like, the the Stark, Caitlyn Stark is the one that comes back. And she comes back way fucking different. And one of the things they ask is, is that really you? And I kind of want to know throughout this, like, is John Stone, like, is he more jaded? Like, now that he's seen that there's nothing, like, afterwards, that, like, everything he's done led up to, like, nothing, because they still, mm-hmm. they, they killed him anyway. Like, is he more depressed? I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I want yeah. to see a change in him. Yeah, I no, I, see- I, I absolutely agree with that, because... We see it when he when he's talking to Sir Davos, right? And Sir Davos is the kind is kind of the person that not pumps him up, but gets him up and out of that room because he's like, you know, I did all this, I thought I was doing right, and, and nothing. Like it, it's kind of like how Melisandre did everything for her lord, and then nothing. But now her her faith is like reignited, and I think if. If Sansa gets there and John is there because they made it seem like John just like fucking left and they're not gonna meet up, I'm I'm hoping for a Stark reunion. 
I'm really hoping that for next episode, if they meet and he finds out what's going on and then he finds out plus about Rickon, I'm wondering if that's going to reignite, like, you know what, I ha- this, is, this is my path to take back Winterfell. This is going to kill me if Sansa makes it to House Black, if he goes to Winterfell oh. and Ramsay Bolton. Sorry, like, if they kind of cross, but they don't meet, no. like, that's going to piss me off so much. No, you know, I feel like they're going to give us everything we want here, because I know in the books it's different, you know, I'm not going to really talk about that. But I feel like I I am 80% sure we're getting Sansa and, and John next episode or this season to reunite, and they're going to get together, and they're going to retake the North. I do think something bad is gonna come is gonna happen, but I think Sansa and John are going to reunite. And as for Lady Stoneheart, I think she's more like weird because she was dead for a longer time, and John was only dead for like two days at max. So maybe that's why yeah. there's a difference in how long you've been. Kind of like Lazarus Pit, Priscilla. Yeah, fresh corpse, fresh perspective. Like yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's. that's how, it makes <laughs> sense to me to be honest. Like you've been dead for so long, when you come back, you evil. Or weird, you know? Nah, but you look more like a zombie. If you think about it, you're all rotten and stuff. That's true. That's true. But he's got he, he's got all those cuts to him. Like at, those those were like stab wounds. So like they're they're deep. And yeah, he, is he gonna get healed from that? Because that other guy that got resurrected like season two or season three did not look like the freshest meat on the plate. Like yeah, he's pro- falling probably apart. Probably not. Probably not because when he uh, when he you know, reawaken, like, all his stuff, his scars are still there, so I think that stays with him. And I think, I don't know where I saw, but there was a post where they showed the close-up of all the stabbings, and it, and they said the one where Ollie stabbed him looked like he twisted the knife in him, and I was like, oh, you motherfucker, I'm so glad you're dead. Like, you oh. made it, like, I, fuck Ollie. That's worse. Oh yes. my god. Like, yes. because, of, because of all of them, Ollie is the one who got him with more anger. If you guys go back to the last episode yeah. of previous season, you're gonna notice that. Britain is right. He's the one who twists the knife and he's like, die fucking asshole. He goes like that to John. <laughs> he's the one who was more pissed off at John when he killed him and when he got betrayed. I'm just glad what, what do you died. Did you like not like him more than Ollie? Yeah, because he was an ass the whole time, and like I said, I've I've been rewatching the seasons with my sister, and he's just been an asshole from the start. He doesn't have any redeeming qualities whatsoever. He's like, I lost, but I would still do it again. So he doesn't even admit, like, he in a way admits he's wrong, but he doesn't care that he was wrong. He's still like, well, fuck you, Jon Snow. I'm gonna do the fuck I want. Like, he's he is just like an ultimate asshole. I mean, Ollie was bitter because of what happened, you know, to where he came from and, you know, the wildlings caused it. So I guess he has a reason to, but Alistair was just a dick, just to be a <laughs> dick. Like, he hated Jon Snow, and I thought it was awesome because, um, you know, he he executed them. I don't think that the previous Jon Snow would have done it. I think this John, this reiteration of Jon Snow after he's been, you know, resurrected or revived, however you would, um, you know, describe it as, he's more of a badass, and he's like, Jon Snow out, but he doesn't, you know, do a mic drop, he does a cloak <laughs> drop, and he just walks out. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I can That's totally what? see where you're where you're coming from with with Alistair because he's always been a, a dick, and I, I if I'm not mistaken, he was definitely a a Targaryen supporter, wasn't he? So I'm pretty sure he's bitter to anyone that's called Stark or Baratheon. So I'm pretty sure he's just a dick all around. And I was kind of hoping that he would get to see like the White Walker army and be like, "Fuck, I was wrong." But he hasn't seen any of that, so that's why I feel like those were his last words. But John's like, well, you know what, bitch? I know what's in the afterlife. It's nothing. So you lose. <laughs> well, there was the one that was, you know, there in Castle Black that Sam accidentally killed. And there was the one that was there, um, like, in the very beginning that came back. Um, one of the rangers that came back after they were brought um, from beyond the wall. And they came back and it was after um, the Lord Commander that yeah. John was steward at the time. So, I mean... They've had encounters with it. It's not like they've not heard of it or it's not confirmed by people that they would, you know, trust. I mean, it, it, it's it been there. So he can't be completely oblivious to it. Whether he chooses to be, you know, ignorant to the fact that they were there is his own choice. But he, yeah, like I said, it's just a dick. <laughs> I, I think it's like, like he, I think it's seen as believing, though, because, like, those, those things happened that he didn't see. And then all they saw was a dead body, so they're kind of freaked. The, the men are freaking out more than, like, the Lord Commander and the people up there. They're kind of like, oh, well, whatever. But you would think he would start believing after seeing a giant. You know, that there is some weird shit going on. He's one Bigger of those people, though, that, like, that, that you show him stuff. Like, you show him the miracles. Like, the stuff is there. And he refuses to believe it on principle because he's right and everyone else is wrong That's in this true. world. It's this is crazy like so i can see why like I i'm glad that he died like for the longest time since season one i'm like this guy is gonna keep being like a thorn to you like he's just going to keep <laughs> being annoying like you need to kill him like there's there's no coming like there's no going around it he's just gonna be a dick and it took like five seasons but finally he's dead yeah. All the bad guys, it takes forever for them to die. Thank God it wasn't like that with Ollie, though. Like, two seasons. Bye, bitch. That's true. So, going past it, like, right afterwards, we see Samuel, Tarly, and Jilly, and baby Sam, and they're on a ship, and it's just it just kind of serves to remind the viewers that Samuel is is uh, trying to go to the Citadel with the Masters, the Maesters, but um, he's going to drop off Jilly at Horn Hill, at his old home and I thought it was really sweet that she that that he's like why haven't you hit me and she she goes I'd never do that to the father of my son and it just pans to the baby holding like the little furs and like you guys are cute like you're the only couple left on Game of Thrones that anyone gives a shit about unless you're like really weird and, like Jamie and Cersei like there's there's nothing there's no sweet romance in this show I'm not gonna, this is not that type of show it's true so, they killed them all yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I, like, I appreciated that sweet moment, because it's the only one we're going to get for a long time, I feel. And I'm interested to know more about uh, Tarly, the, the, the Tarleys, like, that family. Like, I want to know about, like, his father and how much of a dick he is. Because remember, Tarly didn't volunteer to go to the... To, to the watch, to the night's watch. His father made him. He didn't choose to go there. And like Samuel's always kind of been like the bookish one. Mm -hmm. 
but he's like, I don't know, have something to stand up for to, to have Jilly now. Like, I, I don't know if he's gonna like back off completely from his dad again. Hmm. Well, he might have the guts now to actually stand his ground against his dad because so he got the girl. About his dad, because nope. before, like, I, I think Sam was really, like, submissive. But now that he has a kid and a girlfriend, and he got laid, he might change. <laughs> <laughs> Getting laid changes everything. He's, he's, he's a man now. Yep. It's true, guys. Um, I'm actually, uh, this scene was really, like, refreshing in the sense that um, like you were saying, Priscilla, it's the only couple, you know, like, I don't ship them, like, hard, I, oh my god, but they are so cute, and they are just, you want to smile more than you want to be sad when you watch this show, and, um, <laughs> or serious, you know, but I mean, that's what's good about this show, right, it makes you worry, it makes you sad, it makes you angry, and it also makes you cheer, and here it just makes you kind of, like, hug a pillow or somebody, and you're just kind of like, oh, that's cute, um, so they're adorable, and, you know, Sam just being Sam vomiting because of, you know, uh, what's that sickness oh, that from so here? I know, I was like, ugh. You know, I was eating my Twizzlers and I was like, oh god. But I still kept eating them anyway, so. Uh, I was either having way, dinner, guys. And I was having yeah. soup. <laughs> you know, we no! should It's It's already six seasons. Like, we should know not to eat when watching this show. Like, it's a given. But you want to munch on something when you're watching something. So amazing, you know, so... Watching the uh, wedding cake, yeah. Oh, that was still okay, that, that was so okay anyway, you know. <laughs> um, but that scene was just so cute, and I am... I am looking forward to see what's gonna happen with them. Uh, with Sam, and I'm pretty sure he is gonna... He is gonna be a little bit reluctant to stand up to his dad, but he will. Um, I don't know if I want to meet another asshole dad, I think that seems to be a theme. In uh, in Game of Thrones, um, and then I want to see. I want to meet Sam's mom. He says that she's very sweet, so I'm excited to see where they're gonna go and how Sam's gonna gonna tie in again. Cause didn't he say something about he wants to go over there so that he can feel useful to John? Mm -hmm. So which means he wants to come back. Um, and I am. I, I feel like we. To... I, I, sorry. No, I'm just looking forward to, to know more about the Maesters, because we yeah. keep seeing these people with, like, different chains, but, like, why are they there? Why do people give a shit about them? Like, are they, like, the wizards of the medieval ages where, like, every castle has one? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, I want to know more about them, and I'm kind of glad that they're going to the Citadel to check that out. Yeah, and I feel like maybe he's probably going to stay there all season, more than likely. Um, and I do feel like we were a little bit robbed, because I, I would have... I don't want to see my characters in pain, but I do want to see, like, that connection. Like, what would have happened if Sam had been there when John died? Like, oh, I feel like their, yeah, I feel like their friendship is also, again, probably the only thing we have in this show that's just, it's so pure and it's so sweet. Um, and Ed, though, but I feel like maybe it was Ed's time to shine. Um, and to see him take a little bit of leadership, so, yeah, but... I'm happy to see where Sam's going and Gilly's with him, and uh, I hope I hope all harm stays away from that little family. So. Oh, the family. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to like my favorite part of the episode, which was the flashback, where um, 
Apparently they're at uh, uh, the Tower of Joy in Dorne, and we're seeing Eddard Stark and Howland Reed and four other knights fight uh, Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, and another um, of the Kingsguard. And that fight scene, holy shit, like he did, like, like right off the bat he goes and slashes someone in the throat and just like four people against one guy with two swords usually when you see like two swords in an rp like in an rpg you're like oh my god this guy's like this guy's like puffing himself up like i hope he dies but this guy i don't know he looks like every single one of my rpg dreams come true like he just <laughs> i wish we could have seen more of him sword, like when you have when you're such a good swordsman that they call you like the sword of the morning when they give you like a title you know you're good like and i loved the fact that we found out that all that talk that Stark gave of defeating Sir Arthur Dane, it was completely wrong. That he lost and he was going to get like stabbed until um, Howland Reed stabbed um, Sir Arthur Dane in the back, which is pretty. I don't know, like it, for a guy who's who talks a lot about honor and like an honorable duel, that's not an honorable way to die. Like. But sure. I'm thinking it's because there's something in that tower. There's there's a like he 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 wants to know where his sister is, and we hear a scream. So I think that's probably why he didn't give a shit. Like he, he no honor here. Like just kill the guy and move on. Yeah. Well, and I another think that... thing, like interesting. Well, sorry. No, no I just I just wanted to point out one more thing, which was that like Bran called out to his dad, and his dad heard. I think so. I think he heard. I, I didn't think it was the wind like the three-eyed raven said. I think he heard. Do you think but that maybe ahead, they're Brian. able to interfere with the past when they That's project themselves? I think they can't. That's why the old man doesn't like this kid staying too long in there. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because they can actually alter the past. I think, and this is a crazy prediction, but I think that's why Hodor can only say Hodor. Like, he fucked with something in, in time, and, like, Hodor saw or something, and it just, like, fucked with his head. And, and that's why he can only say that word now. I, but that's yeah. Like, yeah, no, I actually, I agree with that theory. I think, uh, because I feel like this is what Bran's going to be doing for at least half the season, or the rest of the season. And, uh, this was barely episode three in our second flashback of the season. Um, and that, maybe not so much he's hearing words but he's hearing something and it could be just i don't know like i mean sometimes i'm in my room and i feel like i hear shit and i look and i'm like damn and what if what if it is something like that what if uh that's how they interfere with the past and it's not so much that it's you know a time type of tv show where if you mess with time you mess with it but i do think it can kind of affect it or something that has to be I don't think they're going to make it a coincidence. I think they're going to bring that back. Um, and as for the fight and it not being honorable, yeah, I totally was not. And I love how Bran looked kind of disgusted with uh, Helen Reed doing the uh, doing the dirty deed. He says that was very dirty. But I feel like what was great about this is 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 that it's like it's war. It's actually not very honorable. There is no like I duel you and we're going to win. Like. I love that because in, in most of the in movies and TV shows, when we're having a big battle scene and everyone's like, suddenly it's 1v1 everybody, but in a big battle, 
You know, it's like, no, you need to watch your back. You need to be careful where you are because if they're just running by you, they're going to smack, they're going to, you know, stab you or something. And here, uh, Ned had no sword. He disarmed him and he was going to die if Holland Reed did not stab him. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's why Ned and, ha- and Holland Reed probably have like this really close friendship. And I think Mira or Jojen said something about that like a season ago that, um, they're very good friends or something like that but we just don't know why and i think this is part of the reason because i thought that guy was dead i was like what the hell he got like slashed in the middle like wow and i think ned was kind of sad about it too but it's like dude you saved my life honorable or not you just saved my life and he had to survive Mm -hmm. because what the fuck um but the 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 three-eyed raven i hate you i hate you but (laughs) You stopped I, my flashback. Fuck I, you. Yes. Well, you know, I had a feeling like it was just too good to be true. There was no way we were going to spend more than like three or four minutes on this scene. So when I knew we were getting the beginning of the fight, I'm like, are we going to even get to the top of that tower? You know, like I was no. like, fuck. And once Bran said, what's in there? I was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna leave it. They're not going to give it to us. Fuck. And <laughs> they did it. Fuck you, three-eyed raven. I hate you. What do you think is in the Tower of Joy? Do any of you do? You, do any of you have guesses? Liana. I think it's Jonas. No, has a baby now. Just kidding. You think it's Liana Stark, and the other one thinks Jon Snow has a baby. Hmm. I Maybe think it's a Liana got killed. I think Liana. It's good. There's a weird theory going around where they say that actually, Jon Snow is not a bastard. He's the son of Liana, the sister, with the other guy. That she was with. Rhaegar. Rhaegar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it will make sense if you think about it because I don't think... Well, we've seen Rob, right? Like, he was the day... He won that battle in a dirty way, whatever. But like Brit said, it's war. You have to survive one way or another. But I don't think he will go to the extent of cheating on the wife. Because if you think about it, he loved his wife with such a devotion. That it doesn't make any sense if you guys think about the first season. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. I think he took the hit. He took one for the team. He pretended that he cheated on the wife and he was a bastard son because he has to protect the identity of Jon Snow. If you think about it. Well, if the, I don't think Lyanna's dead because the last words, and I think it's... I don't know if it's a book thing or if it's a show thing. I don't remember anymore. But her last words were "Promise me, Ned," and she has like she hasn't said that. But there's nothing to like to that moment. Like, why would she say "Promise me" and then like be kidnapped by Rhaegar? Like, there's. I think she still has to say that. I think she's still alive in the Tower of Joy, but she's yeah. the one screaming right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, to add on to what um, Laura was saying. Uh, it's true, and I, I, this is what I was saying about book readers and, uh, and show watchers. Like, if you do both, you can catch on these things really quickly. But if you're a casual viewer, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff. And, uh, once I was, like, in season four, I started to really pay attention when they talked about Robert's Rebellion, which is the war that happened with Rhaegar and Lyanna getting, um, kidnapped. That's what it's called, the, uh, Robert's Rebellion. Robert's Rebellion. Yeah, so... They taught they they referenced that so much throughout this entire uh, series, and one of the things they kept referencing was, or like even last season when Stannis gets to the wall and uh, 
Stannis's wife is like, why are you so interested? That boy's just a bastard. And Stannis is like, yeah, but that was never Ned's way. You know, they, they, there's like two people that say that throughout the throughout the se- uh, the series, and I'm like, they're hinting so hard that Ned did not, you know, he wasn't a cheater. He didn't cheat on Caitlyn and or Catelyn. I'm sorry, I say Caitlyn. Um, and that just leads me to believe that he definitely is not Jon Snow's uh, biological dad. And I do, I do agree with that theory. If you really put the pieces together in the show and this, uh, uh, in the book, I'm sorry. If you know, uh, it just it, it's the best theory out there, and it's it's a it might be confirmed. I don't know. They took it away from us. If that would have been a thing, but I totally think that it's true. It it it's got, and oh, I'm sorry. The other one is when uh, when Sansa is in the crypts and she's talking to Littlefinger. And uh, she's like, yeah, my, you know, my father never talks about Liana. And, and uh, Littlefinger says something like that, something along the lines of, why did all those people have to die just because Rhaegar chose your aunt? And then mm-hmm. Sansa's like, yeah, and he took her and he raped her or whatever. And Littlefinger kind of looks at her like, okay, sure. I feel like Littlefinger knows the truth because he was there. Um, Littlefinger seems to know everything. Like I know, and that's why... Uh, Fuck Littlefinger. <laughs> I hate him, but I also I, I also enjoy him, if that makes sense. If you think about it, maybe Caitlyn Stark also knew the truth, because she she was with Ned, and I don't think she just played along with the cheating thing and the bastard thing. Because knowing uh, that woman, is, Caitlyn... I don't think I, so. So, so uh, you yeah. think she didn't know the truth? Yeah, I don't she think hated, so, because of the way yeah. she looked at him, like even when they were alone... Like, where no one would have seen them. Like, why would she act at those points? Like, she hated him. And uh, in season one, when he's visiting Bran, when Bran's still, you know, asleep or whatever, or in a coma or unconscious, after he had fallen off the tower, she's just glaring at him, like, throwing daggers with her eyes, looking at Jon Snow. And she's like, I want you to leave. She doesn't realize that, you know... Uh, Ned is standing there in the background, and you know John turns to look at him like, "Oh shit!" And yeah. it must be really shitty. It must have been really shitty for him, you know, having to grow up with her. But as far as the Tower of Joy thing, like I was reading a really interesting article about you know whether um, Ned was able to hear Bran or not, and they're like, "Well, what if he went back some other time?" Because at, at this point, you get into like tr- time travel stuff. And that always, you know, there's so many possibilities with that. Like, what if he went back another time and he, you know, told the Mad King to stop burning his grandfather on fire? Like, burning him alive, on, you know, setting him on fire while he was still alive. And the Mad King didn't understand him. All he heard were the whispers. And that's just further driving him mad. And I was like, Jesus, like, there's so much that you can read into this. And there's so much that you can read into a lot of the scenarios and that's what I think keeps a lot of interest going into the show yeah I like that theory although like I don't I think it's the whole medieval thing with inbreeding like it doesn't it it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Mad King was just mad because of mm-hmm. all like incest brain like and the yeah the remnants that it gives you I don't know just look, but, just look at Jeffrey how he ended up being the son of Jamie. And Cersei, yeah. he was all crazy. 
That guy was crazy, but not that crazy like Lord Bantam. That guy is Ramsey. Ramsey is something else. Ramsey is out of the league. It's like <laughs> Jeffrey's a little boy compared to Ramsey. Ramsey is bro. It's something else. Yep. Even Cersei says, you know, when Ned first confronts her about, <coughs> I'm sorry, about her um, kids actually, you know, being Jamie's and not Robert's. She's like, well, you know, the the uh, Targaryen spread between each other for hundreds of years because they believed that their blood would stay pure that way. And, you know, it happened in real life, too. Like, there's there's been lineages um the royal family of England, like earlier on, where there was a lot of incest and inbreeding, so that they can keep their blood pure. So that's just a common, you know, belief way back when. And so, you would put medieval stuff around that time. It's it's possible that the reason why the Mad King was so, you know, fucked up in the head, and why Joffrey so off, why he was so off his fucking ass, is because the inbreeding just it, it messed with their heads. And I love that also that not everybody's crazy, that it's just like certain ones like Danny's dad, you know, Daenerys' dad. But I love how when they spoke of Rhaegar, he was just like a delight. Like he was just really nice and very skilled, but also a poet and also a, you know, a thing like that. And I think that adds also into the theory of Lyanna and Rhaegar because Lyanna was like, what, 15, 16 around that time. And it wouldn't be a surprise to me if, uh, she just like fell in love with Rhaegar and they, they just did, you know, did whatever. And as for Ned keeping this a complete, like a, a secret, um, it makes sense because I feel like if they would have found out John was Lyanna and Rhaegar's, I think Robert would have killed him. Mm-hmm. I like, he even kept it a secret from his best friend. Like, it, it, after what the mountain did to the, the queen or Ares' uh, wife and children, Elia Martel. Yeah, Elia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, like, Ned sacrificed a lot to keep this a really big secret so i feel like we're getting there but god damn it this wasn't our episode <laughs> yeah we have to accept so, that so i'm just gonna like wrap up all of daenerys's like story just like in one go so they finally make it to Vaistathrak, and daenerys is taken to the dosh kalin where she's told that they have to wait for the kalad Vezin. And that's like just a meeting where they decide what cities to ransack and what they're going to do specifically with her. And in Marine, Varys talks to a woman named Vala who reveals that she helped the second son, the, the sons of the harpy against the unsullied and the second sons. And after Varys promises her to give her a sack of silver and passage to Pentos for her and her son Dom, we get uh, to find out that uh, the masters of Yunkai, Astapor, and Volantis are funding the rebellion. And in the middle of this, we have a really fucking awkward moment between Tyrion, Grey Worm, and Missandei. And I was just like, I was cringing. Like, I get sympathetic, like, whenever something's really awkward, like, I'm just like, fuck, no, I feel real awkward too. Like, and Tyrion is trying his hardest to, like, how the fuck do I make this a drinking game when nobody drinks? And what do we talk about when, like, these people don't talk about anything at all to one Like, what, what am I supposed to do? And I, what scares me the most is the fact that, like, they don't know what to do. Like, the, Grey Worm wants to go and he wants to fight Yunkai and Estepor because they've taken it before. But um, Tyrion and Varys are just kind of like, first, we're going to send a message. And we're going to send a message with little birds. So, I don't know. Like, 
I'm. I see the Danny's the, the Danny storyline, and I'm just kind of like, well, hurry up and get the dragon over there. Hurry up and do something right now. They're just talking. There's like nothing really like going on there. It's just awkward. But like Laura, do, do you give a shit about this this this, this story part, the Daenerys story? I'll be honest. I love Daenerys, but this season has been disappointing in that aspect. I'm more excited about Arya and Jon, to be honest. Daenerys, just like uh, Izzy was saying last time, it's kind of boring, though. Like, I don't see anything to keep me there. Like, the dragons are still chained. They unchained them, okay? I was expecting them to fly away, to look for their mom, to start burning people. You know, mayhem, destruction. Game of Thrones, seal of approval, and I don't see anything. I just see Tyrone bored in a table, sitting, wasting his talents, trying to talk to two the masses that they don't do anything. I'm like, what? I don't know though. Uh, this arc of the Nadis is kind of boring. The also like she kind of pissed me off when she's like, my name is Daenerys Stormborn of House Target. Like when she gives like the whole title to the these women who obviously don't give a rat's ass about her stuff i i kind of like that the, the like the head of all the women there is just kind of like yeah i saw you eat the heart and i i you thought that you were going to take over like and conquer worlds and i thought i was going to do the same thing too when i was married to the call and obviously that didn't happen like it's it's a a doubt like a dose of reality for her finally because like i don't know maybe maybe she won't win maybe she's stuck in Dosh Kaleen for the rest of her life. Like, it's obviously not the case because dragons are still out there. But like, she needs to see that there might be consequences for her act for for actions that lead to her not winning. But Brittany, I, like, I, what I, do you think about the Daenerys <clears throat> stuff? Oh, go ahead, Evelyn. You can go. I was gonna say I don't think that she would stay there forever because you still have Daria and the Lord of the Friends Zone that were gonna, you know, find her. And try and rescue her, whether it fails or not. But you know, they're gonna attempt at least. I like. Is, is, did we see that in the preview a little bit? Like that that they were go- that their storyline is up next? Because I don't know. Lauda's right. Like this this part's like kind of boring. Like I want her to be rescued, or I want the decision to be made. I want something to be done, like to move forward. Because yeah, the preview, like, I think. Something. They were talking about where they would have taken her, and Jorah does have some kind of insight with the Dothraki, you know, seeing as he spent a lot of time with them, so he's like, well, they would have taken her here. So hopefully, you know, they go and rescue uh, Daenerys, because I think, as of late, that storyline's just been dragging, and it's kind of turning into the Jon Snow storyline when he was out beyond the wall, with the wildlings. That's true. I, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, I love Daenerys. Like, she's probably my third favorite character that I look forward to in her stories because, like I was saying, I, I enjoy watching her become a queen. She has all the titles, but we haven't seen her become a queen. And I, I that's what I, I love about her that she doesn't just, she wasn't like her brother and like, I have the name, I have the blood, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a dick. Like, he looked like he just wanted the throne, and that's it. She wants it, but she also wants to be a good ruler. And that's why I I can get behind her, because I love it when people want something, but they want to be good at it, and uh, and they're kind and they're they're 
they're compassionate. You know, I, I like that in Daenerys. So when she was like, you know, I'm Daenerys in her long ass name, I was like, girl, you can only use that name when you have your dragons beside you. Other than that, nobody's going to believe a word you say. So when mm-hmm. all those people were telling her all this, stuff, I was like, whatever. You guys don't have dragons. That's not the same thing. Like, <laughs> like I was like, you guys, like, you guys don't know her story. Like, the reason why she doesn't go there is because, yes, she lost all these things. But, um, like they say, you know, a year ago she had nothing, and then a year after that, you know, she she gets an army. She has her dragons. Like, she has all these things in progress. Like, she got them all. And so I'm just waiting for this. Like, I'm interested in this a little bit. Like, this is pretty cool, you know, the Dothraki uh, journey of if you're a widow, you have to go here. You have to do this. I'm, I'm interested to see it a little bit. But my my thing, I want her already to be back in Marine. I want her to start ruling. I want her to get ready to go to Westeros. Like, that's Danny's endgame. And I need to see us heading over there. I really do. So. I think that Nadi is going to do a lot, though, but not on this season. I think it's going to yeah. be on the next season because uh, Tyron, next to her, like her counselor, oh, my God, those two going to start chaos. But I think that this season, at least, they don't going to concentrate too much on the Nadi's doing conquering. But I have this theory that on the future is going to be a showdown between John army and the Nadi's army. It's going to get pretty interesting if you think about it because... No. Uh, she got Tyron. Tyron might be a little man. He must be a drunk, a womanizer, whatever you want. But he's a very smart person. If you think about it, tactician-wise, he's very smart. And he got the spider to back him up. And then on the other side, you're going to have Jon Snow and Sansa. And maybe Littlefinger going to start sticking his nose in there. I don't so, know. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't feel think. that Varys is on their side. Like, Varys plays a very mysterious. Serious game, like why? Why are you going for Daenerys? Like, wh- what's your end game here? Like, that's. I still don't trust him. You do you trust him more than Littlefinger though? Because like, I honestly, oh, Varys is probably like one of the longest characters, along with Littlefinger and Sansa and Jon. But I, this is where we got the glimpse of how Varys works, uh, in getting information, and you know, because we're always like, how the fuck are you always there? How do you always know these things? He has, like, his ways of doing it. We got a glimpse of that um, in this scene when he's talking to that, that chick that's been, you know, oh my god, we need to keep the tradition alive. I'm like, girl, you need to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> but um, I I don't... That theory is interesting with the John versus Danny. I've heard those. I've, I've also known why, because there's a lot of people thinking that maybe eventually Danny's going to go in, in the route of madness. They think that eventually she's going to go there, because if, if anything... Everyone's been telling her the stories of how, you know, like her brother was an asshole. At least Viserys was. Um, Rhaegar was not, but her dad was. And there's a lineage of her ancestors going mad. And what if she's next to go mad? Like, what if that's what that is? I don't think so. Because John does not want the throne. I'm trying to think of all the people right now that are alive that want the throne. And to me, it's only Daenerys. And I feel like if Daenerys gets to Westeros, I think she's going to team up with John, with Sansa, and they're gonna they're gonna go against the the White Walkers. That's my uh, my theory. That's, at least. that's what I think is gonna happen. I don't necessarily think they're gonna go against one another, but I think they yeah. they're gonna help one another against. Yeah. The big war that people should be worrying about isn't like the Game of Thrones to to, to find it's, out who's the king. It's it's the 
humanity is at stake here versus yeah. like the White Walkers, and that's going to be interesting to me for me to see. And we need the dragon. We need the dragons to fight the White Walkers. Like we need that. Like I don't know how else like he gives a doing. shit though. He just totally left his mom to to, to, to this crap. Like. The other two might give a shit, but like they were, they were put on timeout by their mom. Like they're they're probably not very happy with her. And like Drogon has always been a giant bastard. So like yeah. I don't know whether these three dragons are like gonna I think get they in will. line. I think they will eventually. But like I, like uh, like Lauda was saying, it's gonna be a while. Like at best, if we're gonna estimate, there's only like two more seasons after this one. That's like what we're getting so far. Since it's already been officially renewed for season seven, we're probably gonna get a season eight. I'm not gonna doubt that so if that's the case then i would probably assume that daenerys won't get to westeros until next season mm-hmm. and then we get like the big war like that's my thing so i feel like right now they need to get rid of ramsey and john's gonna do that but danny's gonna be here for a bit but i hope they i hope dario and what was it lord of the friends <laughs> i love that <laughs> that's such a fucking great name i love that and they need to go and get her they need to go and get her, or Joga needs to get out of his uh, rebellious stage, go save her, and get the hell out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. The war with the White Walkers still maybe like two more seasons. Because I, I doubt it that they're going to cancel this show. This show is giving HBO too much money, like Walking Dead is giving to AMC. So, they, they don't going to cancel it. They're not stupid. And I don't think they're going to be able to get with the books that are missing because supposedly rumor has it is that these guys know what's going to happen in the flowing books that haven't been released because uh, this guy the outer of Game of Thrones already told them how he wants yeah. the ending what's going to happen so more than likely we're going to have to see three or four more seasons for it to finally develop the way it's supposed to go because there's a lot of things that they haven't shown like Danaris is taking forever but Jon Snow at least is moving faster. So I think this season is going to be more about the North and a little more about the Lannisters. Because the Lannisters arc is also moving on, but the North is moving more. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. They can, they, they can milk it, but I think HBO needs to play it smart, though. Like, if they know the end game, they need to, like, do it. They need a, because what, uh, George, the author, I think there's only two more books after this next one that's that's done, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be eight books or mm-hmm. nine books. So it's only two more and that's it. And if they know the end game, then they know how to write it and just end it. And what they can do, if they want to keep making more money, which they will, if they do this, they can make a spinoff of Robert's Rebellion. Oh, double C, there's Duncan Age, but also Robert's Rebellion. Because, yeah, we're getting the flashbacks, but what if we actually get the entire thing? I fucked, I watched the fuck out of that. We would get Robert, we would get Ned, we'd get little, 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 little finger. <laughs> Young little, little, little finger. <laughs> you know, we get to see Brandon. <laughs> we, we, we get to see Ned's older brother, Brandon, his father. We get to see, like, a bunch of uh, stuff, the Mad King. Ja- a young Jamie Lannister, a younger Tywin, like we get to see all these people, and I would watch the shit out of that. So they, they got, they got this. HBO's gonna keep making money off of this. We- so you think they're gonna do something like the Spartan? Um, I forgot the that series. Spartacus. Uh, Spart- yeah, Spartacus. Yeah, what they did yeah. that they did the show and they they went to before to understand why Spartacus was the way he was. 
Yeah, a prequel. Yeah, and the thing is that it could work because they keep referencing this this uh, this war, and I still think people aren't really paying attention to it because I bet if they don't really know too much, they're watching the flashback and being like, "What's this? Who's that? What's that?" Like that's my mom when I watch the show with her. They're like, who's that, Brittany? Who's that? And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And even if I tell her the name, she's like, "But who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know, so it's just better make a ten, a uh, maybe two season or a one season spinoff, and people are gonna watch it. They're going to really yeah. like it. But please don't make it a part of Game of Thrones. Like, don't make it like, okay, so we're going back to the past for a whole season. Brand's going to be there in the yeah. background. Brand and Naruto Chipuden or what? What they're yes. doing, Naruto Chipuden? No, no, please. No. We need to find out more shit. We need to have it Brand, done. Brand's going to be there warging uh, into everybody. And uh, no, please. No, I think it'll be standalone, definitely. So... I, I think so, too. I mean, George R. R. Martin has written, like, there's a lot of books, and they're really detailed, and he's got a lot of lore behind everything and maps, and it's like, we haven't really seen a good fantasy series like this with this much detail since probably Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien, and, like, he had his prequel, and his prequel to his prequel, in a sense. So, I mean, they definitely have plenty of source material here to make it work. And you guys would watch it, right? Yeah, you guys would all watch it, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I I will, I will watch it. I mean, I saw the Espartacus one, the prequel, and I'm on season two or three of Espartacus. I already forgot. I haven't had time to watch shows (laughs) because all I watch is this. But look at the Walking Dead, for example. They did an spin-off that kind of explains to you what happened before the first season, and people are like hooked on it. Like, the big yeah. fan, sorry. I'm not a fan of the Walking Dead TV show after reading the comic book. Yeah. It ruined it for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. either, but no, like, they're, they're trying to do this with too many with too many things as of late. Like, oh, well, you saw you saw this story. Now find out what happened before to make this happen. They're, they're trying to milk it. They did it with The Walking Dead. They've done it with Breaking Bad. And I oh. think it would actually be successful for Game of Thrones. And not yeah. those where it has a following, but it's a lot smaller than, you know, the original series was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're going to head off to the capital. And we finally find out what the little birds are. Because Kyburn, like, kind of shows us. We find out they're just kids. who And he, he starts using them himself. And he says, if you give me whispers, I'll give you candy. And Cersei's just kind of like, I want little birds as spies everywhere. Like, and I want to use them for, like, myself. And I also, like, it, we find out that her plan against the High Sparrow is to use trial by combat by, with, by using Sir Gregor Clegane, which now, it, it's, it's Endstone. Like, that, that monster thing that's following her, it is Sir Gregor Clegane. Yeah. And uh, she tries to, like, weasel her way into the, t- talking with the council, but, like, Pycelle, Lord Kevin Lannister, Mace Tyrell, and Olena Tyrell just aren't having it. And they leave. And oh my god, Olena is still the best. I do appreciate these things can get <laughs> quite confusing in your family. Fucking Iceburn. I love her. God, I, I need to see more scenes with her and Cersei because she can, she can go toe-to-toe with her. But um, last the last thing that, that happens in the capital is King Tommen goes to talk to the High Sparrow and, and says, hey, 
like let her out and he he tries to act all tough but somehow he gets like sweet talked into into just like sitting down on a bench and talking about like the mother's love and true kings accept advice and no one is wiser than the gods and i'm like you are being played you are drinking the kool-aid you're going to be part of this cult and that is totally going to go against Cersei's plans and maybe this is the way the last of the like, the little lions dies which i would appreciate uh, although as much as like i can't, i feel bad for Tommen cuz he wants to be like a good king but he's too innocent for it like he doesn't he's like, a, i'm seeing he's a pushover that he played yeah the high sparrow is smart as fuck mm-hmm. he's playing him I and I, I agree and i think that's why i think that's why the casting for Jonathan Price it's just so fuck. It's it. They nailed it because even when I'm watching and I know it's all bullshit, I'm kind of like, damn, what he's saying makes sense. Like maybe, I, well, maybe it could be because I'm a pushover as well. But I love it because you, if you analyze that scene from start to finish, you see Tommen come in there with the guards and he's demanding stuff. And he, and I think a lot of people allude to how uh, Joffrey used to be like, I am the king. And then Tywin's like, a king who has to say I am the king is no king at all. And I remembered that. But you see him like so angry, like, I want my my mom to go and see, you know, my sister. And the the High Sparrow just talks him down and eventually he's from he went from standing up and angry to putting his art, you know, the, the guards like, you know, okay, calm down and then to sitting down next to the high sparrow and listening to what he has to say. Have you accepted the gods as your as your yes! savior? Like it's totally what that is. Yeah, and and, and he, that's just he's so a scary. That guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy is a scary man and it's like the nightmare of all religious people. That guy he can manipulate a king. If he gets the king into his finger, he's fucked man. Like How- shit's gonna go down in there. How Hardcore. scary is it that he can he's he's manipulating this boy uh, with words and not violence? How scary is that? Usually, yeah. you know, you're scared because of what you can do with fear, but what about with words? Like that is terrifying. And I like what you were saying, Priscilla, that eventually maybe Tom is gonna kind of side with him, and uh, that's gonna lead Cersei to ind- indirectly probably kill her child. Because we can all predict, right, and I and I'll agree that Tom is probably going to die. Now I don't know about this season. Probably this season, I wouldn't be surprised. But he's going to die. the The prophecy has to be fulfilled, and uh, I think Cersei has to be a part of it as well. Like not directly, but indirectly. Like what was it with Joffrey? <laughs> he was out of control, um, and she let him do whatever he wanted, and he ended up dying. Uh, Marcella was because well, Oberyn. Well, I mean that one, I guess not really, but. Whatever, trial by combat, kind of Cersei's fault, and then this one, well, I don't know. I, I, I would be I'm more terrified if can, was, can, can if, one of you guys repeat the prophecy? Because I kind of remember it, but not really because I haven't gone back to the old seasons. Been too the, busy. Prophecy, the prophecy is that she would marry a king and become queen, but she would be supplanted by another queen fairer and younger than she, and that all like she would have three beautiful children and not like and of her own and they 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 mentioned that it's not the king's own and that they would die before her yeah wasn't it gold will be their crowns and gold their shrouds and a yes. shroud is shroud is basically what they what they had like uh when in the first episode when uh Marcella was on the boat and she was you know dead and Jamie was in front of her basically the shroud was what was on top of her 
like a yeah. like a blanket, like a blanket type of thing, but like in, embedded with a bunch of uh, designs. So, and it was gold. So there you go. <laughs> so basically, I, I think, so. go ahead. No, I was so gonna there, say oh, I think that um, I would be more terrified if someone like the High Sparrow was able to sweet talk and manipulate some someone who has you know more maturity to them, more experience, like Robert Baratheon. Or like Stannis, or like Renly, or Rob Stark even. But he's manipulating basically a child. He's in his teens, probably yeah. at this point. I mean, because he's he's married to Marjorie, and you know, we know that they have sex because she's bragging there to Cersei last season. I think it was. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably somewhere in his teens. He's not very old. He's definitely not like eighteen, late teens, anything like that. So I mean, he he's very. He's very um it's easy he's easily manipulative be, manipulated because he's so young and you know Cersei tries to manipulate him Marjorie tries to manip- he just gets manipulated by everyone and I feel bad for him he's the only him and Marcella are the only Lannisters I felt bad for because they're so innocent and they really have no idea what's going on and all the bad stuff that happens is because of their dick parents and the rest of their family I mean Tyrion's redeeming himself, but I mean, like, these kids are just getting pulled all over the place and they have no idea that they're being manipulated, and I think that's the part that's a bit worrisome. Like, they think they're doing the best, but they don't realize that their actions are being dictated by others. And, and I like the fact that you mentioned the Lannisters, though, but, like, the hand of the king right now is Lord Kevin Lannister, and he didn't deal with that, like, with Cersei coming in trying to, like, wheel around the council like to try and like set them to her favor like I think he's one of the good Lannisters I think he just he doesn't care to put up with anyone's shit he's just like oh Anna um I forgot her last name what What is it Tyrell Tyrell yes he's just like she is I mean they're just they're not gonna put up with BS he's pretty much like down to business he doesn't care about all these affairs all this backstabbing and drama and it, it's just like Tywin was, but Tywin was very manipulative. He's like a puppet master, just pulling everyone's strings. And Kevin doesn't care for that shit. He's just like, let's just get this shit done and over with. And he's just like straight-laced, I guess, as opposed to Tywin. Tywin is more like, I guess nowadays you would see him as like, probably with a drug cartel or something like that from the way he acts. Or a <laughs> mafia. Or a mob boss. I think people are also... Or Kevin's actually quite aware. I think we all are that Cersei sucks at politics, and that's why I was saying because I was trying to find a reason of how she'd be involved in Tommen's death. Ultimately, if she had not feared that Margie, oh, Margie, Marjorie would be queen and be the younger, more beautiful queen to overthrow her, um, she wouldn't have hired the Faith Militant to uh, to get into the capital. And eventually, the Faith Militant is probably going to be the the demise of Tommen. Which is what we saw right now in this episode of him manipulating Tom. And not that he's trying to hurt him, but ultimately they're going to go to war with the Faith Militant. And I think uh, a casualty is going to be Tommen. And if Cersei had just left things alone, I don't know what she was afraid of of Marjorie. It didn't say them that in the prophecy that she was going to die because of a newer queen. It was just she was going to be a new queen. And Marjorie's a good person. She and Tommen probably could have ruled peacefully for a while 
and it, everything was all fine, but Cersei had to go and fuck it up because of the prophecy, and she's all jealous. Well, mostly jealous. And now, mm-hmm. look at look at what's happening. So... Yeah, and I think she was mostly just self-involved. Like, she was afraid she wasn't going to be in control anymore. She wasn't going to yeah. be able to manipulate her son the way yeah. she always did. And she wasn't going to be, um, you know, the the love of her son's life because he's growing up. A mama's yeah. boy, yeah. Cer- Cersei, is, wanna... is ruining the, Cersei is ruining the kingdom, to be honest. But I, just... but I will say this. In this case, I do want them to get rid of the faith militant. And I do yeah. stand behind the Lannisters to do that, to be honest. And I, and I agree with you also. I, I hate those guys. That cult is freaky, man. Yeah, I mean, when, they appear, when they appear on the show, they were like kind of messed up. Like they even have a, the, the cousin, if you guys remember, of Jamie and mm-hmm. Cersei. Her cousin is there and the guy is crazy. Like he's the one who got them in trouble in the first place. Because he's the one that was telling everyone that Cersei used to fuck Jamie. That she fucked with him, that she did this, she did that, and that's how they got into her. Uh, that, that that was the best, though. Like, we needed to find some way to topple Cersei and to have everyone finally know that, like, her children are, like, they aren't Baratheons. And in one way, like, I, I can't fault them for that. And I really like seeing Tommen being manipulated. Like, but on yeah, the other hand, you like... You see? Oh my the, God, the, 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 the... The religious aspect of it, and them kind of looking like a cult, and the stars on their foreheads, like, no, they scare me. I, yeah. I don't want to see that. I, I just want to mention, like, one thing, though, that, like, that's really, like, I thought it was funny, that Pycelle, Meister Pycelle is, like, saying, like, no, the Meisters didn't agree with Kyburn, and this is why he failed out of the, uh, out of the Citadel, and he created this beast, and we should just put him down. And Sir Clegane just comes up right behind him, and he farts in fear. Yeah. He's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. That was, I was that like, was what fantastic. the hell? Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever seen someone like, get real scared and fart. Oh, my God. And it has um, to be the, that guy. I don't like that guy. I don't like Pycelle either. Every time um, I see him, I'm like, why are you alive? Like, you've gone through so Like, he was with the Mad King. He was with Sir Robert Baratheon. He was with Joffrey. And now he's with Tommen. Like, he has survived so much shit. Why are you still alive, If anyone deserves to die, it's that guy. No, I mean, I prefer him over Kyburn. Kyburn's just a giant douche. And he's, you know, under Cersei's employ. Where Pycelle kind of is not. He's not as easily manipulated as of late. I kind of want to see him live just because he's lived through so much shit. Like, <laughs> you have won the Game of Thrones, sir. You have survived everything. <laughs> the real MVP of the series, Pycelle. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of MVP. I don't like that old man. I don't really. Why? Uh, he's disgusting, man. <laughs> I don't know. I never like him because he's always backstabbing everyone. He's worse than Littlefinger. That's how he survives, though. Like, this is why he's so cool. <laughs> Like, come on, like, we like Littlefinger, like, you may not like him, but you like looking at him as a character just because, like, he's interesting. There's a way, like, that you play this game to survive, and Pycelle, like... Pycelle's not interesting, he's just there. (laughs) You just, (laughs) like, like you were saying earlier, wow, you're still alive, what? Like, you know, but you're not interested. Littlefinger's interesting, but Pycelle's just... 
It, it's impressive. You can be impressed that he's still alive. In the earlier seasons, didn't we see him in a brothel? Yeah, he was with. Yeah. Yeah. Why, if I see in a he's, brothel, he's a horny little old man. They didn't yeah. have Viagra back then. It was just <laughs> had like some kind of herb stuff that they used. He totally borrowed some shit from like Kyburn or something. Like, oh god, I like he's he's funny. If I, if if he's not interesting, he's funny at least. Mm, yeah, I'll give him okay. that. So we're gonna go to Bravos now, and we have Arya training with the Waif and talking about herself being Arya Stark and just fighting the Waif with the staff and trying to identify poisons by scent. And Jack and Hagar takes her to the poison pool, which we've seen before. And uh, she she drinks from it. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. But she drank from it. And she got her eyesight back and accepted that she's no one. But out of all of that stuff, all of that daredevil fucking montage, the uh-huh. thing that interested me the most was that she's got three names on her roster now. Cersei, Gregor Clegane, and Walder Frey. And I want to see the end of like I want to see her take out one of them because you know that there's going to be trial by combat for Gregor Cusain and you know like that the phrase are going to be taken out like I think in the north they're going to be taken out by Jon Snow but Cersei oh god if, if Arya could kill out Cersei or Gregor I I would fucking love that like I'd want I, I want one of those I, two to die I think Arya gonna kill Gregor because they cannot kill Cersei right away if you think about it Cersei has to fulfill the prophecy, so she has to suffer through the death of all her ch- children, and the king is still there. If Cersei dies, it will have to be like a little bit after the last king dies. Mhm. But t- can you imagine how satisfying it would be to have like Arya be the one to have to take to, to to cut off her head the way her father's head was cut off like that? Well, you know nice. what, you know what was interesting about that scene is uh. When she's asking the questions and she embraces that she's no one and stuff, when she asks, you know, you or when she says you only have three more names on your list, uh, she says, "Are you sure you don't want to put another?" I was like, "Ooh, girl, who, who the are wave? you gonna put on that list?" I will okay. For, aside from her, I was thinking her too. I hate that. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I hate her. I think she's just doing part of the. Um, it's like all part of a process you know like you're supposed to have someone bitchy be like i don't believe in you you're not ready blah blah but then eventually she you know overcomes it and then that's all part of the plan to get there or she she's just hates Arya. or she she's yeah yeah so uh either way who are they gonna tell her to put on that list like who is going to die because it it seems to me they are gonna send our uh aria to um to king's landing that's Can what you it imagine seems like if- they're doing if they do trial by combat and and Gregor Clegane goes up, but they hire someone from Bravos, meaning they hire Arya. Oh, I don't know if I want that. I would like. I wouldn't bet on Arya in that fight. Like I'm Me more, either. I'm scared for about Gregor Clegane. I, I, I think it'll take an army to take that fucker down. Jesus, I, like. I think the thing is with that is that Arya's only been training for a couple months, or even not even then. It doesn't seem like it. Like, training, like, right now, like, the montage, we got this episode. Um, and look at Oberyn. Oberyn's been a warrior for years, and he was able to take him down. Uh, and eventually he could have killed him. I don't think Arya is that uh, talented yet. But I think she's gonna be, like, an assassin type, like, give him poison or something. 
what if she's sent there to kill Tommen or something? Like, you guys were saying that, right? Didn't you guys? Somebody said that. It might have been Izzy. Or you guys were asking me how would I feel about her if she ends up killing Tommen. And I was like, ooh, that's... Ugh. But... It leaves a bad know. taste in your throat, too. Like, I, I... Yeah, it feels weird. But, I mean, what if this kid's gonna be... Uh submissive to the to this cult to the faith militant and he becomes something we don't like because right now i don't mind tom and he's he's a teen and that's that's why i think i sympathize a lot with sansa as well is that they're very people are forgetting that these these kids are like they're 14 like they don't know how to play the game they don't know anything um but at least sansa hasn't been influenced by anybody she's just been thrown around but tommen is right here getting manipulated like he can get into this cult and he can become a weapon because he's the king. But if you think about it, right, Littlefinger did manipulate Sansa. So she's been manipulated by Littlefinger. That's how she ended up with Ramsay in the first place. Oh yeah, like to to influence her, but I guess not to I guess I mean like influence to do bad things. He just manipulated her to do what he wanted, which wasn't really to to be a I mean person, it was just go to Winterfell and do your stuff because of her name. But Tommen, they can use him for power and authority and they can pit him against Cersei and it'll be it'll just be bad. So um that's like what I think about that. I don't know. I th- but I do think they're gonna send Arya to, to King's Landing. But so. if you think about it, Arya, the way they kill in that cult or in that group is not by confrontation. They're yeah. assassins. They kill yeah. by poison. They kill from behind. So Arya has to be really stealthy. Why do you think they made her blind and they were training her with the staff? So she learns how to feel the energy around her. It's going to sound kind of like a Star Wars, yes, but it's kind of like a training they used to give in martial arts. And the reason why they blind you is so you know your surroundings and you can feel when they're going to hit you. So she got trained, so she's able to kill in the dark, so she can yeah. feel presence, a presence. Yeah. That's why I think if they do send her to kill Tom, it's going to be by poison. It's going to be on a distance, mm-hmm. maybe with a bow and arrow, something like that, you know. Or maybe she's going to get close to him and stab him from behind. But she will not get into a one-on-one fight. I don't think so, though. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard that that will happen. If you think about it, the guy that is teaching her, how did he kill all his targets? Just think about it on the previous season. He yeah. never actually got into a one-on-one fight. That's true. Oh, you know what it is? I think uh, I think they're gonna send her. This is this. I think this is a mission, but also another test. Because I feel like she's passed all her tests so far. They're sending her to King's Landing, where she has two people's name on there, and they're giving her another one. What if they want her to just kill the person they're telling her to kill? And the test is: Is she gonna be able to resist killing? The mountain and Cersei while she's there. I am interested. Like every time I see Arya, though, I think of the the pro the, not the prophecy, but like what Melisandre told her. I see darkness in you, and in that darkness, eyes staring back, brown, blue, green eyes. You'll shut forever. We will meet again. Like I'm waiting for her to meet again. I'm waiting for her to be part of the North, and. It, when when I when I first heard that prophecy, I'm like three. Does that mean that she only gets three names off the list, and they have different eyes? But now I'm less certain about that, and I'm thinking it's just more like the death, like the death girl, like death that she'll cause. Ooh, like it's the eye. Oh, sorry. No, no, you no go no, ahead. Sorry. sorry, I meant to like talk in my head instead of saying it out loud. So go ahead. 
No, what I think is as an assassin, if you think about it, you you smell like death. You have a lot of deaths in your hands, a lot of blood. So I think that's what the Red Witch saw in Arya. And I think that's why they're going to meet. The problem here is if she meets again with Jon Snow and with Sansa, she's not the same girl that she was before. I think they're going to brainwash her to a point that she's going to become cold and a perfect assassin. Yes, she might feel something for her brother and sister, but it's not going to be the same. I don't think she's going to be able to go back to the north to fight on their side because now she feels she's part of that religion, of that group of assassins. It's going to be really hard for her, though, to live that life. So I think, uh, in my opinion, they already lost Arya because Arya going to become someone, somebody very different. It's not the same like Sansa. Yes, Sansa's gone through hell, but it's different. John gone through hell, but it's different. They kept their essence. This girl is being trained to don't have feelings, to be obedient like a dog, to be a killing machine. So you think about it, it's going to be really hard for her. Yes, she's being fueled by the, by, because she wants to avenge her father. But at the end, like you guys said, maybe they're going to send her to King's Landing. Maybe she's going to have to be on that trial where she won't be able to touch Cersei. And I, I don't think she's going to kill Cersei. I think she learned her lesson because they got her bad this time for what she did last time. But eventually she's going to kill Cersei, just not right now. Cersei can die yet. See, I'm thinking that she's not going to be completely like an assassin that just like fights like dirty like with knives to the back and something because she was taught by Cyril Tyrell who like was pr a pretty honorable guy if only just like to like during water dancing to fight as much as you can like to take as much of your advantage of your of your surroundings which you can kind of see when she's being trained to identify poison so I'm thinking she's just learning how to be a better fighter not necessarily that she's going to like work in the darkness but it would be fun either way to see both b both sides of Arya. hard hard to say because I, I i had asked that question right i was like what is our uh are you gonna do once her list is done like what how how does her story tie in with the main stories plot lines of this show because if you think about it everyone has a purpose everyone knows everyone but Arya is like on the other side of the world and not she doesn't she has no contact with anybody so how are they going to put her back in the main storyline? Because I feel like we need a Jon Snow and Arya reunion. We need we need a reunion, but I don't think she has to stay there. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen? Like, after she becomes no one, does she still have to work for them? Does she have to be a part of it? Or will she leave them and help her family? Because the only thing that keeps me uh, rooting for Arya is because uh, she, she hid Needle. And I feel like Needle is Arya Stark. It's it's what connects her to John. It's what connects her to Sansa. Mostly John, because John gave it to her. So I feel like when when she's up with a with a a decision like to help him or not, she's gonna go and get Needle and she's gonna help him or something. Something that's connected with them, not necessarily the war, just something. Because yeah. other otherwise, I feel like Arya's storyline is just really random and weird and just on the side. <laughs> It's true. I, I enjoy it, but I'm like, I she's a Stark, and I want her to be reunited with everyone or to see everyone once again. Like, you know, that's that's just me though. But we'll speaking, see. Speaking of Starks, the last storyline that we get, we oh, get reunited with a Stark. <laughs> it's at Winterfell. We have some random person coming up, Lord Small John Umber, and he 
straight up tells Ramsay that like your father was a cunt and I don't care that you killed him. I just need you to help fight off the wildlings with me. And he refuses to kneel to him to pledge banners or swear loyalty. Like he doesn't want to do any of that. But instead he gives him a gift. And in the gift it's Rickon Stark, Osha, and the head of Shaggy Dog, which made me cry. I'm like, no, I I I wanted him to live. Why? But there, there's a theory going on that's not him. But I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. They, that gave me hope, but that's just probably denial for me. Yeah, Shaggy what Dog's you, dead. I what think do you, he's dead. You think he's dead? And the thing is, some people were like, oh my god, and it doesn't even look like uh. Um, Rickon was even that sad, and I'm all like, he looks sad to me. They were saying that the that the wolf's head should be bigger because of the yeah. CGI. They make them look huge, and that looked like a regular wolf's head. But I don't know. But if it is, ah, I'm getting yeah. real tired yeah. of these the direwolves dying. If the if the wolf didn't get killed, I think the wolf ran to look for Jon Snow. That would be the other theory, or to look for the other brother. Yeah, because ghost, remember, yeah. remember, I, I, uh, I as um, Direwolf is still alive too. Nymeria, she's around there. We just never haven't seen her since season one, but she's still alive, and so is Summer, which is Bran's uh, Direwolf. So, um, holy shit! Why does Bran? And see, this is why this is why I think Ramsay is going to die soon. Um, we need to see him do something really, really fucking terrible. And then we'll get the satisfaction of him dying. I think the really terrible More thing terrible. he's going to do is is kill Rickon. That's what Rickon, I thought too. That's what I'm thinking too. Rickon is the only thing standing in the way of him being Lord of Winterfell. And, a, I, and be yeah. Lord of the nor- North. Because he already had Sansa. But he doesn't have authority over Winterfell if Rickon is still alive. That means that there's still a male Stark alive. Mm. So if Rickon dies if, if he uses Rickon to get Sansa and um, John down to like to fight him but he kills Rickon in front of them while he's Lord Stark there's nobody else yeah I think, I that's-, think that's the death that's gonna be like <gasps> how dare you know and like people people are gonna kill him I think I, I I follow that theory entirely there I know our Starks go through a lot of sh- go through a lot of shit but um I just Oh my god, this is this is this is all bad, and I was screaming because I was eating my Twizzlers. You know, I was just like going at it, and all of us were like, "No, no!" Because they 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 had like a small build up, like you know, I have a gift for you, and I was like, "Oh my god, what's the gift?" And then um and then the the wolf head, like, "Oh my god, it's the wolf head!" And oh my god, it's Rickon! Like I was like, "Oh my god!" But I thought they were gonna do like a fake out, like. Because over there, nobody has, like, technology. You know, you don't know. They can't catfish the shit out of anybody. Well, they can in real life, but not, in, like, Facebook-wise. But they could have had a fake Rickon or something. But once they showed Osha, I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck me. Like, I was so angry. And now I don't know. I don't... Rickon is not safe in But man has that actor grown, too. It's yeah, been like, it's been like two years, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like oh. I feel, I feel so bad because I'm like, scared. I'm scared right now. I am so scared for Rickon. And I hope it was a joke that when he said a boy nice and young, the way Car Stark likes them, I was like, please don't rape the little boy. Please don't. <laughs> no, Priscilla. I was already just saying about dying. Now you gotta talk. Why? Why you do this? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, it's Game, of, it's Game of Thrones. More than likely, he's gonna get raped, abused, and used before Ramsey kills him in front of Jon Snow. You no. know they're cruel. They're cruel though. They're cruel in that show. We never know what's gonna happen. Remember, Russian Roulette. They're gonna make us hate Ramsey for doing that to the little boy, for throwing him to that sucky pedophile. What if he flees? <sighs> no! He's already, like, he's already killed a newborn. What else can he do? I mean, well, that, like... That, it, it can get worse. Don't ask that question. Because <laughs> do I don't really feel any kind of attachment to Rickon. Like, he didn't really do very much in this story. And then he's well, been now they're going years. to. That's why they're, they're doing have that. to do something to make us, you know, have feelings or care for him. Because, like, oh, it's just that guy. And he's still alive? Oh. Because like, it seemed like it was pretty abrupt for them. Like, that's how they were reintroduced. How be they're caught and they're given to fucking Ramsey. Really? Because we, we, we've had Rick on for, like, maybe three seasons. And, I mean, of course he didn't do anything because he was a kid. But I, I love that little kid. That, that scene where him and Bran, like, have to go their separate ways, and he's like, I'm your brother, I'm supposed to protect you. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was, I'm so scared. I am so sad. Like, okay, if we have to rank the Starks by favoritism, well, I mean, Rickon's probably last. But I'm still gonna be really sad if he dies and fucking the farting Pycelle is still alive. <laughs> what the <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, as soon as you said it's, that, it's, it's true. true. It's true. I mean, it's it's sad, but it's true that old nasty man is alive, and they killed that little boy. It's sad, but that's Game of Thrones for you, you know. And you know what? You know what, Evelyn? I think what they're gonna do is now that they randomly bring up Rickon, I think they're gonna make us love him again, or for the first time, because it's I think barely might like just have three. A- in like dungeons or something. I think yeah. he's gonna linger around for at least a few episodes before he's killed or tortured so that we can, you know, grow that affection back because it's just kind of, you know, like I said before, abrupt. And yeah. Ramsey, who knows what he's gonna do. He really has no reservations whether it's kids or not. He yeah. does and he killed a newborn, he doesn't care. Yeah, and no Ruth Bolton to tell him what to do. We're gonna no see Ruth Ram- Bolton to yeah. rein him in. Yeah. That's the even better part. That's what's oh, even God. scarier. What do you mean better? Everyone <laughs> uh, just loves fucking Ramsey. Oh my God. No, like it, it's so scary. I am I am just, I've seen Game of Thrones. I've been here for six seasons. Red Wedding, you know, Oberyn and his face getting smashed. I don't know what to expect. And I am so scared for this little boy. Like, and but I think he's going to be more than we expect. I think Rickon, after being gone for two seasons, we're going to see... Him have a lot of Stark in him. I think they 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 Please say he's say like we the have wild. A lot of Stark in him. Every other Stark has fucking died. Rob died. Caitlyn died. Well, Ned they died because they were stupid. Like, I mean, let's be real. I love Rob. Rob is the sexiest man in Game of Thrones. Like to what? my to me. I, hey hey. Anyway, but he he dumb. He he died for love and stuff. So he he's stupid. But the rest of the Starks, they're. Well, well, John died too because he was stupid. But um, you know, I we no no. I Rickon is. Oh, I'm just so sad right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about what's gonna happen. I'm just so sad. But I think they're gonna give us a lot of scenes with him and Osha to see what we've missed the past two seasons. Um, but there is a theory saying that this is all a ruse. Ha! Huh? You see what I did there? Um, but I don't know. 
Because apparently the the small John or whatever their last names the I don't what are they called the Umber. Umbers the Umbers that they're actually fiercely loyal, which is why you saw him a lot like not want to kneel bend the knee to to Ramsey. I he would not say that except I noticed something during the previews when Go. there's like the, the banner of like the fight, the banner of Umber is behind Ramsey. But you don't think it could still even be like. You know, until the last moment, like turn on them. You think it's like legit? A I think Rob there? even argued with them, like when he was trying to muster up his his bannermen. And I remember it being a little bit of a struggle to get them, you know, behind him. Because mm-hmm. all they give a shit about is saving themselves from the wildlings. I they're just, the ones that are farthest north. I, I just remember the one line from um from when when Bran and Rickon have to uh, have to separate. Um, Bran says, or I think Osha, Osha or Bran, I don't know who they, what they, who says it, but they say go to the Umbers because they're the, they're the most loyal. Was it Umbers or Karstarks? I think it was the Karstarks, wasn't it? Ah, oh, fuck. Well, what are, they say one of those is like go over there because they're really loyal to House Stark. So go over there. So ah, oh, goddamn it. Shows you know, that. I'm trying to find some kind of beacon of hope here, and I'm just dying. I'm just killing myself. <laughs> Never mind. Rickon's gonna die. Accept it. Love it. It's gonna happen. It's my theory, but I don't want it to be. I don't need any more death, but whatever. And you know what's gonna be more sad, though, for all the Sansa fans, because I don't give a fuck about her? They're gonna kill her in front of her and Joan. And I can already picture Sansa crying and making drama when she sees her brother dying. And knowing Ramsay, he's gonna do it with style. Maybe he's gonna slice his throat. He's gonna do something bad, because I know that guy. I said it, flay. He's gonna flay. They're him. called the flayed men. They're gonna they're gonna flay him. You know it's gonna happen. Like, I, I, I'm just I'm just trying to like make my heart cold as I so like when he dies like it doesn't hurt as much because shit like you I know it's gonna part. hurt because it's not gonna be an off off screen death. It's gonna be in our face death. And fuck Ramsey. He gonna die. Fuck Ramsey. <laughs> you know I don't know if it's gonna be an on screen death for the most part when the kids are killed. They try and not make it too front and center, I think, probably oh, because it's going to turn some people off from this show. Like, oh, my God, the fucking kid's dying. That's usually something that people don't want to watch. Sure. So, I mean, like, they killed the newborn. We knew the newborn was there, but you didn't actually see him getting gored and torn apart and eaten by the dogs. That's so, you, you it might be in the room, but so I, feel, I feel like not going to show us the death, but show what's left of him. Yeah, that, that could happen. Like, they did that with the burnt bodies of the farm boys. Yeah. That's right something like that. Why am I agreeing to this? <laughs> but okay, hey, they, guys, but they show Ollie. They show us Ollie with detail. So maybe they're going to show the Stark brother. If he's part of the plot, they have to show him. But they don't going to give him a gruesome death. It's like I told you. Maybe they're going to, I don't know, stab him or do something like that. But yes, they're going to show him. Because they show Ollie. I mean, come on. We saw him like. Dying there, hanging from the rope. Just we've Ram- seen Ollie and we've seen a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. So. Ramsey's a Ramsey's a sick son of a bitch. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make it a, a show. You know him. We know him. I'm done. Okay. Okay. So, lastly, for every chapter in our journey through Isos and Westeros, um, we owe a debt, and we always pay our debts. So we pay in favor towards each show in coin, be it one gold dragon or ten. So, how many was this episode worth to you? And I'll start with Evelyn. Um, 
I would say maybe it's about a seven. It it had a lot of good things going for it, but it wasn't as I guess shocking and and as intriguing as the last episode. I mean, Ramsey didn't kill anyone, so it wasn't <laughs> that exciting. <laughs> okay, now Brittany, who's like fucking not into Ramsey, how yeah. many points do you give it? Yeah, yeah, no, I have to agree. A seven. Um, it was just. All, all set up, but things happening, and and I was mostly interested in John and seeing if he's different or not. And he did what he had to do, which means my theories were good for so far. Um, Arya's finally full fledged assassin got her eyes back, and the stupid Ramsey thing, uh, which makes the stakes even higher now. It, it's all overall solid episode, and the solid to me is a seven. Okay. Now, lastly, Laura. How many how many coins do you give it? I give it an eight because I got to see Jon Snow. I'm sorry. And because I got to see Arya, I got to see her get her eyes back. I like this episode a lot because they talk a lot about two of my favorite characters. And of course, Ramsey, son of a bitch, is like, oh, I don't want to see what he's going to do to that boy. That part, it was surprising for me. That's something that took me off guard. That's why I'm giving it an eight because that was something unexpected. I was going to give it a 7, though, but just for the Ramsey incident, I give it an 8. Oh, and I should have an 8. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only reason why I gave it an 8. Besides that, it was a pretty good episode. I like it, but of course, the Danaris part is boring. I hope it starts getting better because it's a waste of character for Danaris and for Tyron, especially Tyron. Tyron is badass, and they're wasting him there. I want to give it the same grade, though. I want to give it an 8, but mostly because I fucking love the Sir Arthur Dane, like the Tower of Joy fight. Yeah, and I loved Arya finally smacking the waif in the face because <laughs> God, I've wanted that to happen forever. I fucking hate the waif. So yeah, an eight. And for no me. Dorn, no Dorn. I forgot to mention that there was no fucking Dorn plot. No sand snakes. So eight. that should have been that should have been an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna change mine and give it an eight. <laughs> okay. So lastly, in this episode, leading us through the Seven Kingdoms, you win the Game of Thrones or you die. So who is your most valued player? Brittany, since you changed your, your choice. Your choice <laughs> this time. <laughs> so you make me go first so that I want to change it later? Nah. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going to give it to John. Uh, I might have cha- taken somebody. Sorry. But I'm just going to give it to John because he finally fucking killed Ollie. And that to me is like wins any MVP award ever. So... There you go. <laughs> yeah. Laura, who's your MVP? It's going to be Ramsey, though. He's going to break <laughs> hell. You guys got to admit it. He's going to break hell. I was going to choose Aria, but Aria didn't have, like, um, yes, we saw her getting her eyes back and all, but Jesus Christ, what Ramsey did, man, on the previous episode, what he's doing right now, and with the Stark on his hands, he's gonna make hell break loose. So for me, it will be Ramsey, even if he's not one of my favorite ones. Now, Evelyn, knowing that you can't repeat, who is your most valued player? Surprisingly, it was not gonna be Ramsey. <clears throat> it's it's Lord Kevin, because I like that he just basically shot Cersei down, and you know he he was basically like, well. You know, you can stay here, but it doesn't mean you're going to make you're gonna make us stay. Or unless you want to have that thing murder us all. <laughs> so they're so catty in that small council meeting. And so they just weren't going to put up with Cersei shit. And I love it. I love that he's not going to put up with it. And for an honorable mention, I would have to say Varys for getting shit done over there. 
and mm-hmm. finding out what's happening with the Sons of the Harpy. And mine is going to be someone that's already dead, so he can't even play the Game of Thrones, but Sir Arthur Dane. That fight scene! Oh my god, I'm always going to, like, two swords, four people, killed three, and would have killed the fourth one, too. Like, mm-hmm. come on! Like, I, I watch medieval stuff to see sword fights at least at one point in my goddamn life, and like, yes! Good. They, they they honored him, I think, very, very well. The two sword. It didn't even look lame or, you know, oh my god, cliche. It looked fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was going to look, I thought it was going to look dumb. And I was like, oh my god, these two broadswords really, like, you're not even that big to be able to wield two. And I was definitely proven wrong. He was yeah. a badass. It was a really good fight, the guys, and especially the tower. We all want to know what is inside the tower, and I think hopefully this season they're going to let us know like what's going on. Because I'm too lazy to read the books, but I'm going to read them eventually. I know that. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like itching to see what's inside the tower. Yep. Agree. <laughs> like like Brittany said, fuck that three-eyed raven. Let me see yeah, more. Fuck that old man. Yeah. And now our watch has ended. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. Visit papichuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Please like Papichulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash radio. Email us via contact at papichuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Papichula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at papichularadio.com. Co-hosts, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. Not today. I learned my lesson. Hello? <laughs> not today. I'm just going to go like that. Hello? Not today. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night. And Ramsey can be there waiting for you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh.